1: i
2: Good evening, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of City with a Soul. I'm Bishop Designate Brenda Wood Gordon, and I'm here with my co-host, Amber Moses Ortiz. Tonight, our guest is Jeremy Davis. He is the founder of Mentor Waco. He's an entrepreneur. He's also one of the young leaders in Waco, Texas. I'll let him tell you everything that he is doing in this season. I want you all to just sit back, pay attention, and listen to this young man and how he is impacting the city with a soul.
0: Hi, Jeremy. My name's is Amber. Um, how long has City, or, sorry, Mentor Waco been, been going oh,
1: on? Okay. Um, I, Mentor Waco has been in the works for like five years now, but uh, we officially started in 2018. So 2018 is when I hit the run, ground one and got the first kids involved in the program. Okay, and what does Mentor Waco entail? So Mentor Waco, um, I like to describe it as a collaboration of like-minded individuals coming together to guide mm-hmm. and enhance the young minds of Waco, Texas and the surrounding areas through programs and workshops centered on preparing young students for success.
2: Jeremy, can you tell us what was the, um, the embryo, what was the, the mindset for starting Mentor Waco? I, I, I know your mom, she and I are like sisters, but um, tell me what and how this birth process started for Mentor Waco.
1: Um, I guess it started just from as a kid. Uh, my parents always instilled in me uh, to be proactive. You know, always mm-hmm. if you see mm-hmm. a problem, try to be the solution, just don't talk about the problem. Okay. So um, I think uh, when I went off to college, I went to SFA. And uh, when I would come home, I would just hear a lot of negative things about the youth here, like what they were doing outside of school, what they were doing inside of school. And then the shocker was really when I looked at the statistics of how minority men of color were uh, performing in WISD schools compared to their peers of other nationalities. And I just was like, okay, so either we're ignoring the problem or we think it's not a problem. And that was a problem for me because it's no way you think Um, African-American and Hispanic male students are naturally less educated than their peers, you know. So um, I just was like, what can I do personally as to, you know, we can always call our politicians. We can always go to the school board. We should do that. But we should also look, what can I do individually every day to make um, the world a better place for the people around me? So. Uh, talked to a couple friends and at first Mentor Waco was just supposed to be a monthly meeting group. I was going to mm-hmm. come to Waco. This was when I was still at SFA. I was going to come to Waco, meet with some kids. Um, so I uh, called up some colleagues of mine from school that had, um, were teachers and worked in education, a couple frat brothers of mine, and they started educating me, gave me a lot of reading material. Um, did my research. I, I probably spent Maybe eight months just doing research alone because I wanted to make sure that I wasn't just trying, but I was able to be effective once I did start trying. So in the midst of that, God moved me back to Waco. So I definitely that definitely was my sign that, okay, I'm here. I need to do it now. I don't need to wait till I'm 50. I don't need to wait because, you know, a lot of it was uh, when I first brought Mentor Waco to a lot of people here, you know, I got told, oh, well, the kids are too far gone, or you know you're you're really young because I'm only 24 now, so I was I was uh, okay. like 22 at the time, so um, you know they they didn't think I maybe was ready, but I just knew what God had told me, so um, that that's kind of my motivation for what it started. I just seen the problem and I I told myself what can I do to be the solution, and it's been able to work so far. Um, the first group of students I started with. Um, I started with seven. Those seven, okay. uh, six of the seven had never passed a star test before in their life. Wow. So um, you start taking a star test, I think, in the third grade. So that's that's a lot of years over yes. and over. And uh, when I first met the young men, they're all in a class together uh, because of their behavior and their academics. And so they just kind of put them in one class and, you know, just stick them there. So I um I just began talking to them because I tell people all the time if you want to help a kid, get to know the kid and meet them where they are. So I just began talking with them and and doing tutorial sessions. That's how I started. And then I started getting them to work towards a start. uh, Yes, uh, work towards goals. So I also, in partnering with that tutorial session, we were also having boys' nights out. We were also meeting up at the park to play basketball service the whole child you can't expect them that's right to give you all of this academically but you're not gonna feed that social side so uh, I made sure I was doing that um, by the end of that next school year we had over 80 percent pass their start the first wow. time and that was wow. mind-blowing not to only to me and the students but to their teachers and the staff at the school they were going to um we were able to turn their behavior a whole a whole 180, 180 from their yeah. behavior so and that and, and a lot of that just had to do with somebody holding them accountable they knew if they got in trouble they were going to have to answer for it you know so i definitely i definitely keep uh strict tabs on them but i think that that helps them to develop um into being adults and i just hold them to a standard uh mentor waco's tagline is setting a standard of excellence so i i stay hard on them but I think um, it pays off at the end.
2: That's great. And the old African proverb says, it takes a village to raise a child. One Mm -hmm. of us, just one of us holding children accountable. You let them know that you care and that it is important to them to become productive citizens in society.
0: At Mentor Waco, you also instill um, the duty of civic duty. Yes. What are some of the ways y'all implement?
1: Okay, so um, back to the community. when I first met them, um, a lot of them didn't even know what volunteering was. Like, I just asked, hey, that's how I always introduce. What is this? I'll bring a topic. And they were just like, I don't know. And then one of them, I think, was like, just working for free, basically. And I was just, and I, I had a lesson. I teach them lessons at our meetings. And the lesson was just what is civic duty and why it's important to always be involved and stay connected with your community and give back. So some of the things we do uh, on South 17th, it's a bridge here in Waco. Under that bridge, is a homeless garden. Yes. So we went out there and we were able actually to revamp the garden pretty much start over because it had uh, kind of grew and weeded up. So we were able to go out there and uh, revamp that garden. We try to go out there at least twice a month on Sundays. We give out toiletry and food. Um, so that's one of our big things. The boys love giving back to the homeless community. That's something that Uh, hit their hearts the first time we went so I just kind of let them kind of guide that they love going out there they love uh, giving back in that way so that's something we do a lot Uh, we also uh, visit a lot of local nursing homes that's another thing um, we like to do just go and they love to have conversations with the residents and learn new things and hear the stories you know and uh, we just try to be involved in any community events. We get uh, invited to a lot of community events here um, just as volunteers or to be a part. They think it'll be good for the boys to just uh, be exposed to different people. Um, Last year, we had a a Friendsgiving dinner. That's what we called it for the homeless people. We were able to serve 90 uh, people um, meals, just me and the boys. Uh, We took the opportunity. We had a chef, shout out to Chef Shed. She came in the, um, two days before and did a cooking lesson. So all the meals we cooked with the boys. So it was an opportunity for them to learn a little bit of, about cooking in the kitchen and give back at the same time. That's wonderful. So that's, um, that's something we do in um, August. Shout out to everybody if you're listening. Hit us up in August. But we do a back-to-school drive. We were able to help 100 and. I mean, 350 wow. families this wow. past year, which I'm very great. happy for. We were able to get them backpacks and their full school supplies. And that came from Waco. People donating, people participating, and I just appreciate the love that we were able to show this year. That is such a
0: blessing because for them to be prepared for the first day of school and yes. get on the on the right foot is amazing. Families have a lot going on. Serving boys right now?
1: Yes. Currently, we just are serving boys, but um, we're definitely looking for some female mentors. So if you're interested, please inbox us on social media. Okay. And what social media link would that be? um, Facebook is Mentor Waco. Instagram and Twitter are at Mentor Waco. And the website is www.mentorwaco.org. That's great.
2: That's great. We are just so astonished with the work you're doing as a young man in this community. Now tell us, we know that you have been a part of the Change Waco movement with the, um, with the recent um, killing of Mr. Floyd. Please tell us um, what the peaceful um, protest that you've been a part, and being a speaker at Change Waco, let us know what that environment was like and what do you think was accomplished because we were a part of a march, um, on this past Monday, we know what that experience was like for us, but tell us what it's been like for you to be a part of the protest and even the protest, um, at, um, the local animal place that, yes. yes. Okay.
1: So, um, first I would like to say, uh, George Floyd, the video hurt me just like everybody else, but to be honest, it was just kind of, uh, a rerun in my mind, mm-hmm. um, that hurt. I have, I've been feeling since Trayvon Martin was taken away yes. from us. Yes. Um, so that, that's something that's kind of was a reoccurring thing. So, um, I was definitely of course, uh, wanting to be involved in the protests. A couple of people had reached out to me because, uh, but that's just me in general. I'm, I'm, I'm always for social justice, but so, With the protests here in Waco, I had a couple friends, actually everybody who's organized protests in Waco, like just by the stars online, and I guess we have been uh, friends in some type of way, so they've reached out, you know, asked me would I come or would I speak. Uh, The first protest um, was a couple Sundays ago. I definitely was proud to say, hey, I'm from Waco. Look at what Waco did, because um, just knowing the history of our city, um, we have a a strong racist past in our city. So I was Correct. definitely surprised to see the turnout. I won't say surprised. I was I was a little bit surprised to see the turnout, but I was definitely proud of the city to come out and show their love in a great way. And then the Change Waco um, protest, I was a, a, actually able to speak at that protest, and I thought it was important not only because people know about what's going on. People know about police brutality. Yes. I feel like they knew before George Floyd, but if they didn't know, they should know now. So, and uh, like I said in my speech at the protest, um, the point of protesting is to spread awareness and is to get the attention, to spread the word and get the attention of our politicians. So Mm -hmm. I feel like at this point, we've done our job when it comes to protesting. now it's time to go put in the work in the community. That's That's what I spoke about um, at the protests, I was just like, we talk about police brutality, but how many of us are trying to join the police academy here in Waco? Because I I told them, I was like, uh, uh, Waco PD does uh, intake classes every January and July. But I was like, none of us are signed up. July classes start. So if you're listening to this before July and you want to make a difference, maybe go sign up. Um, You know, we talk about educational disparities in our community, but nobody's trying to be a teacher. Nobody's running for the school board. Nobody's volunteering at the schools. You got to put in we could be doing things ourselves because even if the politicians make all these changes, it has to be real people implementing them on a daily basis. So you have to be willing to make a change in yourself. It takes all of us, not just white people, not just black people. We all have to be actively changing how we live to Change society. That's the only way. That's correct.
2: And it takes 1,500 hours to become a barber yep. and 840 to become a police officer. Yep. Wow. Something has got to change. If we, the people, don't change no matter, like you said, black, white, Hispanic, Asian, it does not matter. If we don't make the change, nothing will change. We'll continue to see history repeat itself over and over again. So with the peaceful protests that have been happening, with everything that we have seen happening since George Floyd's death, if we don't make the change as a people, if we don't start businesses like you started, if we don't begin to speak out against social injustices, if our city with a soul doesn't take up the arms and start mentoring young boys and girls. We're going to see the same racism happen over the next generation. If the police force doesn't change, the good old boy system is going to continue. Tell us for a moment, if you don't mind, about your business. Tell okay. us about the entrepreneurial that you yes. have taken up.
1: I would love to talk about it. Okay, so um, I started Davis Customs at Davis Customs 254. On social media, but um, it's just uh, custom T-shirts. I do custom masks. I do hats. Whatever you need done, um, you need customized. You can you can hit up Davis Customs, and we'll we'll get it done for you. Definitely check us out on social media. Let me know if uh, if you need an order. And I, mm-hmm. I just want to say too about the the protests and everything. Um, our goal. I'll, I'll, I'll speak to us because I've talked to a lot of people who are involved in the protests our goal is never to cure racism i i won't spend a second of my time trying to cure racism my yes. my time is better spent trying to make sure that your racism doesn't affect my life in a negative way so you can't change people's mind people can feel how they want to feel we just need to get them out of positions of power yes where their feelings can negatively affect others so i'm not here to <laughs> debate you know um I don't know if y'all seen the Waco trip article where we were called thugs after the protest. Oh, wow. So um, that's fine. You know, you can have your opinion. But my thing, my problem was more with the platform that you were given mm-hmm. to to say your opinion. So that's more of what I'm looking at now. It's like, you feel how you want to feel. I'm going to feel how I feel. That's but, right. but your your negative views shouldn't affect my life. So I think that's if correct. we if we go yeah. in with that mindset, it'll be help you with a lot of grief. I see a lot of people on social media that are struggling, they're arguing in comments with people. Don't do that. <laughs> don't do that because you can't change some people's mind. You just go out and you try to change the system so their opinions doesn't, don't affect, affect our people. Yeah. That's good.
0: Jeremy, when you are speaking about uh, the protests, you, something that stuck out is you said, y'all organized the protests, came together, um, and now that's done and it's time for action. What is one of y'all's next? Have y'all talked about that, like having well, a, a roundtable yeah. meeting and speaking about things that need to change in our community so well, we can I, address them? I've talked them? to
1: people personally. I won't speak for Change Waco because I'm not sure. over that organization, but I've spoke to people personally, and honestly, I've already been involved in the community. So I just personally plan on keep doing what I've been doing. Like I said, um I kind of <laughs> – already had been here before the rest of America kind of caught up in my mind so <laughs> I'm already I'm, yes. I'm in the community all the time like I started a mentoring program because of educational disparities I started a black owned business because I feel like wealth needs to stay in our communities more than mm-hmm. six minutes you know I, I try yes, to be involved yes. in the community any, any way I can I try to do work with the chamber I try to do work with any organization that will open their doors up so I just feel like the next move would be figure out what your lane is and go get in it so if you if you want to talk about police brutality go tackle that yourself if you want to talk about educational disparities let's go tackle that and if you need help with it i'm here to help you find resources by the way the last day to register to vote is june 15th here in texas so i hope everybody's registered that's
2: good (laughs) i want to say thank you jeremy for coming on city with the soul podcast we appreciate you, and we need more young men and women like you in Waco. We need more young men and women like you in this city with a soul. I'm Bishop Designate Brenda Wood Gordon, with my co-host, Amber Moses Ortiz. You have given us so much to think about. Yes. You've given us much to look forward to from you. your young man with a soul, and we appreciate you in this city with a soul. Like I said, I'm Bishop Wood Designate Gordon. We appreciate you, and we thank you so much for being here with us.
1: Thank you. Thank, thank you for having me. Thank Good you. Night. God bless. network podcast